0: This is the culture.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Culture Wave Media Network, where we are bringing you the latest episode of the Cinema Wave Media Podcast. If you like this conversation and you want to hear more, please be sure to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. We have other shows on the network as well, such as Jersey's Finest and Chick's Flicks and Drinks, so be sure to check those out. You can find us additionally on Instagram, TikTok, and threads at Cinema Wave Media, and if you didn't know already, we also have our own blog where we post the latest and greatest news in film and TV. That you can find in our description, so be sure to check that out as well. I am your host for this episode, Darian Scalamoni. I am joined, as always, by Liz Seiko. Hello. And also Zach Miller was <laughs> a. We're talking about midway through the year, top three Ooh. favorite movies and shows. <laughs> I'm bopping to it. I'm excited about it. We're a little um, halfway,
0: a little bit more than halfway, but we figure why not. Start talking about what our favorites have been this year.
1: Yeah, there's there's still a lot to come. Um, A lot of the awards fair, like movies I know we're all excited about Um, coming up soon as well. We have Barbie and Oppenheimer, which are the talk of the town right now. Plus for other real. things coming like Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Napoleon, other things like that. But we figured we would start with movies and TV for 2023. So basically the way that this is going to go is we're going to say our three favorite TV shows and movies. If one of us has um, one on our list a little bit higher, one of the co-hosts will say punt and we'll get to it when we eventually get to it on their list. Okay. So um, Liz, do you want to start? I will. Okay.
0: Um, We're doing TV, right? Yeah. Yeah, Let's start with TV. Okay. So my third favorite pick out of all the TV shows that have either premiered or new seasons have come out so far in 2023 is Beef, which is on Netflix. Do either of you have that on your? I list? don't have
1: it on my list. It barely missed my list. It was number four. Zach, do you have it? Punt. I punt. didn't finish it. Oh, yeah. so wait—is wait. Oh, well, the wait, punt? No, no. Is the no, punt. If we punt, seen it, punt as if it's higher on your list than it is on her list.
2: Oh no, then I won't punt that. Okay, okay so good. let's talk go, 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 about good. it. Let's so talk, talk about.
1: about it. So how much? How far along are you? I am. Uh, two episodes in. Okay. Yeah. So okay. you, you still got a lot well, to we go.
0: Well, we won't do spoilers then. We'll just talk more about like the vibe of it. Um, I love it. <laughs> I
1: do too. You when I think when we last talked about it, you weren't finished with it, right? Yeah. You just and finished I, I've it just recently? i just finished it. Okay. So, and when we had last talked, I think you were only like two episodes yeah, in. Yeah. I
0: literally had like just started it and was kind of like, mm, I don't really know like where this is going. Also, fun fact, when I kept hearing about beef. I don't know why, but I kept thinking it was like... Uh, another like, bear?
1: Yeah. Like, like, a, like a restaurant show.
0: thing? And I was like, beef? I was like, what are we doing here? But I didn't realize it's not like beef, the produce. It's beef, like you have beef with somebody, mm-hmm. um, which I think is just a really great name for a show. Uh, it's it's a wild show, though. Just for anybody that hasn't seen it... um. This isn't a major spoiler. It happens literally in the first, like, what, five minutes of the show? It's literally
1: the inciting incident, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's pretty much um, two people that have, like, road rage with each other, and this road rage just keeps growing and growing and growing into, like, a personal vendetta where they end up pushing themselves into each other's lives to ruin each other's lives. Yeah. It's super interesting. It talks a little bit. It comments on like class also, Mm -hmm. like upper class versus middle and lower class um, in a really nice way where it's not super in your face. Um, I mean, you've seen it. What are your thoughts on it? I
1: think it's like, if I could define the show, I'd say it's like the ultimate crescendo. Mm. Like the show starts in a place where you're like, oh, I, I definitely understand these two people don't like each other. But it gets to different heights and different ins and outs of their relationships where both of their lives are completely destroyed because of one another and because of themselves. Um, so, I mean, I loved it. Again, it just, it just barely missed my list. Uh, one of the best limited series I think Netflix has done.
0: I agree. Ever.
1: Um, kind
0: of a twist for... Honestly, it gives me Hulu vibes, but...
1: Okay. I think Netflix needs more programming like this again to sort of get into the thick of, like, the drama race and things like that. I mean, they had Dahmer last year, too, which we talked about a little bit in which our done Emmys well. episode. Um, Steven Yun, I just love him. Yeah. And uh, Ali Wong for this being, like, her first major role. I think she did a really great job. Um, But in terms of the show, yeah, like, Classism... I thought the interesting thing about, like, what you're talking... It is an American show, but so many of the themes are based in, like, so many of the stars of the show are Korean. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so many of these Korean things that we're seeing, especially most recently with things like Squid Game and Parasite, which won Best Picture a few years ago. It's a very interesting theme that they keep... um, that i guess is important to their culture as well and it's definitely showcased the best in a cinematic way Mm -hmm. um but again i we're not going to go into spoilers too deep but like zach you've seen a couple episodes so far where are you at in terms of the show
2: um so i got to the part where he literally um scammed her and like left her house and there was that one argument that he like he was like laughing and running away Oh, yeah, so like, he oh. pissed
1: on her floor already? Yes, the pit.
2: Yes,
0: I think that's episode two. That's episode two. So yeah. it's really not a huge spoiler for yeah. anybody. Yeah, there's a lot more that happens. Which I good. assume there's a lot more. Yes, lot it more. gets it gets <laughs> a lot more. It
1: definitely gets pretty crazy. Um, so all right, so we did your number. So that's three. my number three pick. Then uh, I guess I'll do my number What's three number next. Three? My number three is The Last of Us. Um, is it? It on, is not on my list. It's not on Liz's <laughs> list. not on my list. Oh wow, right, I'm so kind of so surprised. Okay, so let's talk about Last Us because all three of us have watched it too. Um, Last of Us, I think, is the first, like, really successful video game adaptation from, like, console gaming all the way to something that's more cinematic. Mm-hmm. I think that television lends itself much better to a video game adaptation uh, because there's a lot of room to kind of flesh out the nuances and the different characters and... Some of the episodes within the show, without getting too heavy into spoilers, if you haven't watched it, but I think it's like the most watched show of the year so far. I still, I still think it is. Really? I think so. Because uh, Wednesday, I think it was last year. Um, oh yeah, well, but I, I think, I think Last of Us is like the most viewed. Um, but in terms of like these anthological sort of stories that they have within different episodes, like Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett's episode is like. Soul crushing and like completely broke me as a human being, and I thought it was one of the greatest episodes of TV was. I've seen. I think it in they a very both got time.
0: Emmy noms. Actually, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. for guest
1: actor, I guess. They right. did, Yeah. Um, and the um, the young kid who is um in one of the later Henry. episodes, Henry. Henry. Yes, mm. he got a guest actor. He's the youngest ever to get nominated, which is so awesome. Like, good That's for him. Great. Um, but I think the performances are really great. Um, and I think again they're building out this really big world. Like it's they're fleshing out. Like, in video gaming, it's really hard to kind of portray that, and I'll let Zach talk about it because I know it's kind of his his niche, but, like, the production design of the show is also just so integral to the story and the show um, that, I don't know, I just, I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm excited to see what happens with season two.
2: Yeah, the quality of the show was just top tier because of, you know, it's post-apocalyptic, so there's been a lot of post-apocalyptic shows that have been out there. So it was really going to be interesting to see how this would set itself apart from those as well as staying true to the game. And I know there is a lot of fans of the game um, that, and they had their expectations going into it, but they added the correct amount of flavor in new storylines and new character developments along with the original characters. And the whole episode with Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett I don't think all of that was in the game, I'm assuming. And um, there's several moments that, like, that was a soul-crushing episode. Um, So, and it was also the creators of Chernobyl who took this on. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, they, you know, right away that they're going to give it the most care and treatment that they did. Um, I think that. The only the only con I had with it was the way that it tied up a little fast at the end. Like after the bloater episode, there's a lot of time jumps, and then there's like two or three episodes um, where it wraps up pretty quick. Yeah, it wraps yeah. up quick, and I respect that because it was like one game, one season. So they're gonna do part two into the second season. But um, yeah, I guess if a lot of that storyline was spread out over two seasons, it would have. Maybe he had better pacing, but I I still thought it was a good, well made show overall. Liz, I know. What do you think about Last of Us?
0: Uh, really I, think I just had too high of expectations for it, honestly. And um, you
1: think it was the chatter? It was a big show on social media, and just it was everywhere.
0: Yeah. Okay. So like, I think it was the chatter because it was a lot of talks about like, oh, very similar to Walking Dead, but like better. And so, like, I kind of went in with an idea that it was going to be more, um, maybe more, like, gory or, like, creepy, kind of, while it was just a lot more storytelling. And I mean, I don't know anything about the game. I've never played the game or anything, so I didn't know anything that was going to happen also. I think my issue with it was a lot of the dialogue felt video gamey in a way interesting it felt kind of just like oh well we found this letter because in the video game they found a letter which then was a point to bring them to the next area in the video game It
2: was like checkpoints yeah, kind of. yeah. which
0: for me i mean i get it because the source material is a video game so it's like they want to probably keep to the source material. That's
1: like their best way of being able to adapt it. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: But in, I just feel like if you're going to change mediums and you're going to go from video game, like interactive medium to like a visual storytelling medium, add more beef into like the actual verbiage that they're using and don't just make it kind of like, and now we're walking here because the story was supposed to go here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then it kind of felt just like a little dull where I was like, what's the point of this right now?
1: I think that's why the standalone episode feels so important because exactly. so and, much of it yeah. is not. And in I the feel game. like it
0: brings you back in because honestly there were some episodes where I was just like, Oh my God, like what are, where are we going right now with this? Yeah. And then the like breakaway episodes where you could actually see relationships being built and, um, were the ones that were the standout episodes in my opinion. And the ending kind of got like very blurry to me. Like I kind of was just watching it, but was like, what, why did that happen? Why are we doing this? Although the huge, like the shooting scene. And was it the last episode where he just like takes down everybody? Right. Am yeah. I wrong about that? No, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Hospital. That was, impressive. Oh yes. I yes, did yes. like that part. Um, I
1: like the episode in the town too, where, uh, the cabin burns down yeah. yeah i like that but
0: oh i to- I-, I totally forgot about that part <laughs> so you you just weren't
1: you weren't into it as much no as I did. and
0: like i kind of i hope i'm more into season 2 i just feel like it was also a lot of like you know what i felt okay so when in, i'm i'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler for this part um i think it's in episode 2 when the woman that um he's like traveling with like die. Oh yes,
1: it's Anna Torv's character. Yeah, when she when when right like
0: now. the creep. What are, what are their names? Tess. What is the bloaters? Tess is the character name. Tess, when they Bloters, when they're yeah. like coming the, at uh, her. Not
1: bloaters. What are the names of the? Uh, just infected. Infected. Something? That's it. The infected. Yeah. When, yes. When when
0: it's like coming at her and like is right in her face and then it like she dies and then they end that episode. I was like. Ooh, this is the taking off point for this series. Like they are now going to run with this and it's just going to be like chaos because I kept hearing like it's very similar to The Walking Dead. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like fight or flight. Um, But then all of a sudden it got like pumped breaks. And I was because
1: like, it would focus more on the characters. Yeah. Interesting.
0: So I don't know. Didn't make my list. Okay. That's
2: fair.
1: Zach, your number three TV show so far.
2: My number three is um, Love and Death with Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons. Um, It starts off a little slow. I think it's a slow burn to me. Tom Pelfrey's also in it. Shout out Howell High School. Yeah, shout out Howell and Jersey. Tom, you're the goat. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I love that. It's a period piece. It's about um, Candy Montgomery, who murdered um, – well, in the show, as Elizabeth Olsen plays Candy Montgomery, and then she murders Jesse Plemons' wife. Um, and then there's – but in the beginning, it follows her affair with Jesse Plemons. So there's a lot of the motivation, like did she kill him over the affair or just out of rage. Um, but they both hand in some great performances. Um, Tom Pelfrey, he's in – majority towards the tail end of the show. Cause he's the lawyer. He's in most of the court stuff. Then he's also involved in her church, but, um, they all of the performances are great. It's, it's a great true crime story if anyone's interested and, um, it's another HBO show. So it's a lim- good limited series. If anyone's trying to take a watch,
1: I did not watch it, but Hulu put out a show based on the same thing like a year prior. Did you watch that? What was the name? I of didn't. That? No, that was um, That was called Candy. Who
2: who was the Jessica Beale played yes. oh. yeah, Elizabeth
1: Olsen's part and then I believe Melanie Linsky from mm-hmm. Last of Us mm-hmm. and Yellow Jackets. I looked this up afterwards. Betty yeah. Gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I did hear Love and Death was better. Um and I mean I think that I not that I, I don't think those two ladies are very talented. I just think that Ensemble in Love and Death is stronger. Um I'm interested in watching it, I haven't seen it, but I hear good things. I have
0: not seen also it either. So I cannot contribute, but okay. we'll take Zach's word for <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> Everybody go
1: and watch Love and Death on Max. Um, all right. So, Liz, we go back to you for your number two TV
0: number show. Number two, which it's definitely on, I don't know, both your lists, but one of yours, The Bear. Punt. Is it on here? We're
2: punting for for what again? So now, so. <laughs> oh my God. So explaining it to. Our the... scoring. Yeah. Title? So, yeah. Okay. So,
1: so since Liz has the bear too, that means that one of us, me, has it higher. So we'll move on. Which means we're not going to talk about
0: it now. We'll talk about it
1: when we get to its my highest number one. ranking. So, spoiler alert for you guys yeah, watching. Yeah, I'm punting Liz. that one. Please. Oh, okay, cool. All right, whoa, so, awesome. okay. All right. So, awesome. All right. So then we go to. We go to your second pick, number two, which I think is your number one, which is succession season four.
0: We're punting. Okay.
1: So then we punt and then Zach, your number two TV show of the year, uh, succession. Punting. Okay. So we're punting. So,
0: so should we talk about Succession? So let's talk about Bear? succession. Because yeah. this, is, this is
1: number one.
0: Shout out. We do have solo episodes on both of these shows, which you should go check out after you finish watching this episode. If you have not already.
1: Yes. Um, I didn't get to talk about The Bear, though, so I'm very excited to do that. Oh, I wasn't didn't. here for that episode. Okay,
0: well, you started off because Zach and I no, well, talked yeah. let's talk very us about Let's talk about, about
1: Succession first. Okay. So, okay. Succession was our very first episode of the Culture Wave Media Network. It
0: was. Um, and wow.
1: we had an awesome conversation about it. There was so much to talk about. Uh, the most um, accredited, in terms of Emmy nominations, mm-hmm. of any show uh, was for the last season of Succession. Yeah. Um, we don't have to go into too much detail. I feel like because we talked for so we talked long so about long this, about it. but it's one of those shows that is just like one of the in one of the greatest shows that HBO has ever released, and just got better and better as the seasons went along. And the characters were so well written, and they're they're so well acted, and and there's so much in this season that just defines moments to mm-hmm. me. Like I'm I'm gonna look back at this show, and I'm gonna be able to define so many moments from the whole series just in this season alone. So, I I mean, I love it. Uh, Liz, it's your number one. So go off, girl. I just
0: think as a final season, there's so many big shows that have trouble wrapping their final season up um, and making their audience happy and being able to put like a bow on every little storyline. And they, to me, did it. I think that they touched on every possible character that they could have. They gave us an ending that we weren't expecting, but also it led up to it perfectly so that it wasn't a complete shock, kind of like I feel like people said like Game of Thrones was. Um, But I love it. I think it's just a perfect show, honestly. It's one of my favorites. Um, And I think I said this in the last episode when we reviewed it. I'm probably going to rewatch it next year. So... Yeah. I'll let you know if it's rewatchable.
2: It's just so good. I was just going to add that, uh, I mean, we do have the full conversation, but it, it did feel like modern Shakespeare coming out like in, Ooh, yeah. in so many ways. There's tragedy. There's loss. The acting is top tier. Um, I think that's another thing that feels very Shakespearean to me mm-hmm. is they always try and find the best people for those positions. And everyone was so perfectly cast in that show. It's unbelievable, and every once in a while, a show does come along like Succession where it's just firing on all cylinders, and that show delivered and wrapped up exactly how it should have. So, um, yeah, very happy about that show. We love Succession
0: here. We do. Yeah,
1: we do. Where Succession stands. The thing about both that show and the show we'll get to in a minute, I love how both of those shows are establishing these actors that were always good actors but Mm -hmm. never got like the spotlight right and now we're going to be able to see them a lot more because of the way that these shows have put them on a pedestal uh like succession in general the casting is so great i mean like nicholas braun is is an actor that like i remember watching sky high as a kid
0: sky high and he plays he
1: plays like this side like hero character but there was always something he was so quirky and it just made sense and they were able to write him so well as cousin Greg. And now it's like, he's going to get other opportunities because of it. Jeremy strong. Like I remember seeing him in things like the judge and like the big short, yeah. but he well, never Jeremy strong
0: has been around for a little while. I will say, but he
1: was, but he wasn't, who... he wasn't
0: like a family name. Like, no. I feel like people were always like, Oh, that's that actor. But now people, actually he was a character actor. Name. He was just a yeah. guy that,
1: I mean, he's a great actor big in the and theater. that's not, that's not a, that's not a um, shot. Like we love character actors, but I'm saying like he now has a recognize he has name recognition because yeah. of the weight of Succession, right? Matthew McFadyen. I know you're a big Pride and Prejudice fan, right? Mm-hmm. I had never seen it. Like so, this is have my- you seen it now? No, I still haven't seen it. Ugh. This is my exposure to him though as an actor yeah. and his range.
0: You okay? Is if remarkable. if anybody has seen Succession but they haven't seen Pride and Prejudice, you need to go watch it because what you see of like him in succession, it's a complete turn in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Like total different range.
1: And the the cool thing with succession is I feel like with if you read the um synopsis to somebody, you'd be like, I'm so not interested in this. Mm, I know. And it's just so unbelievably well-written echoing what Zach said, like modern Shakespeare is what it does. It definitely feels that way. So.
0: So then your number one picks
1: is. Bear, the bear. bear. Yes. Um, I didn't get to talk about this because I was in... So why don't you go off? Why don't the you stage. go off a little bit? This show is so good for so long in so many different ways that I I can't wrap my brain around it sometimes. The first season of the show is something that, it like, I don't want to say it's like the little engine that could. But it's like this show where you're like, oh, like it's a little, it's a foodie show, right? Like it's a scripted restaurant show. And they take care of a sandwich shop and like, you know, it's got the guy from Shameless. That was what everybody said. Mm -hmm. It's got the guy from Shameless, right? Jeremy Allen White, again, his just barometer goes up because of this show. But people like Io Etabiri and Eben Moss Backrack. I I hope I'm saying that right. I said that last episode too. Holy shit, do I love this guy. And the character of Richie is so great and you see it. So much in season two, the way that they break down all these characters, and again, similar to how, at least in The Last of Us, like you have those mini little anthological things, but you have that in this show in terms of the way it's written, but you still have it be integral to the overall story in such a way that it's interweaving their decisions towards where we end up in the finale, mm-hmm. right? So like Richie's episode, which I know you guys have talked about at length, is, is one of the best it. episodes of TV of the year. Um, I really, really, I think it got lost personally in the conversation because of how good Richie's episode is, um, the episode in Denmark, I think is really, really great.
0: Yes. Yeah. We didn't touch, touch on that too much in our episode, honestly, because we did focus a lot. Yeah. On
1: and the Christmas episode, Richie. which is like the obvious oh, one, yeah. but like the Denmark, like there's so much. And even his relationship with Molly Gordon, this season I thought mm-hmm. was really great. Um, so I don't know. I, uh, I fucking love this show. I just do. Like, there, there's so much about it. Um, I feel like I could write a paper on it. Like, if I was in high school, like, I would oh, be yeah, writing this is I would, material. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is so much where I would just want to talk about it forever. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, I'm happy that it's an FX show. Like, I, I really love FX as a network. And I think that we need more shows like this that kind of put us as the fly on the wall. And there's something that is very... I said it for the first season. Like I love the Safety Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. And it has this intenseness that you... It's very palpable. And you see it on screen. And you see it through editing. And you see it through camera work. That you feel with both of the seasons of The Bear. But there's such a warmth to this season at the same time. It's such a hard balancing act. That they're just able to like, hit out of the park every single week. Like There was not an episode of the show that I... I through both seasons, but this season especially, that I did not like. I think it's so incredibly well-written. I want all of the actors to do mm-hmm. everything they want for the rest of their lives. <laughs> and uh, Christopher Storer, too, like, for creating the show. And I don't know if you guys had seen this or read about this, but... um his wife uh, had has worked in. She's a culinary expert. Yes, yeah. she is. yes. So and she's she's, she's in the actually cooking
0: world. the food that they're like showing. Yeah. Um. It's her, and then Matthew Matt Madison, I think. How do you know? Maddie Madison. Maddie, Maddie Madison. Madison. Yeah. yeah Madison, right.
1: The, um, he plays uh. Neil. Neil. Yes. 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 And
0: he's he's an actor. I watch chef.
1: his I watch his YouTube videos you? all the time. He's an Shout an actual... out Maddie Madison.
0: <laughs> Shout out please. Maddie
1: Matheson. I think
0: Maddie Matheson. I think it's Maddie. I Matheson. think it is too. Actually, But he's great.
1: And he, he's another one. So <laughs> he's never acted like.
0: He, well, no, he's a chef. He's a chef. And so he's so, actually, yeah. he's one of the culinary experts on the show. Who's actually cooking the meals that they're presenting. Um, and he's also checking everything to make sure like what they're doing is accurate to a kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah
1: so awesome
0: such a great show. show we love it zach sorry about i just
1: it. like took so much of it but
2: no dude that was your bear conversation so I yeah to thank you <laughs> so excited about it i was just echo kind of what you were saying though too is um yeah it's another example like succession everybody has great performances several episodes that could be up for emmys in their own right um just alone and um yeah i i just feel like there are so many layers that go into that show too and the care and meticulous planning that they did for it really stood out to me and any show that has such a confident creative vision like that that bleeds through to the audience is what really comes in as a gut punch swing to be like wow that really took my breath away Mm -hmm. and um i think the bear does that for a lot of people so i mean Season three, I can't even imagine where they're going to go, but I it's going to be great. I don't
0: know. I can't wait, though.
2: It's one of those shows,
1: too, that I just I wanted so much more right away. Like, well, yeah. I know it's
0: so bingeable. Honestly, yeah. it's like I think I watched it in like a day. Yeah. Maybe also, there's such short episodes too, so you are all of a sudden you're five in and you're like, Well, I might as well finish the Exa- season. Exactly. Like, what am I doing? The, and
1: to me, like, I don't know about you guys and your viewing experiences for anything, but I feel like more recently, I'm like, I really enjoy the week to week. Like, I like how HBO has that aspect to it, yeah. With the other two shows that were on my list were HBO shows, but it works so well with the bear that it's like there's only a couple shows I feel that way with Stranger Things, is another one. Like, personally, I mm-hmm. just like. I mean, I've watched the last three installments of Stranger Things. That I watched all in one day, so really? like, yes, yeah, I know. And that's an hour long show, and some of the episodes. And that's were a like, lot of content. Yeah, it is a lot of content. But anyway, so yeah, that's um. Those are our top three. Most of us had the same ones. A lot of Did the shows. Did you talk about the
2: bear about? list? Did you want to add anything to the bear? No, I mean
0: I agree with you guys completely on everything, and I feel like <laughs> I gave my opinion a lot in our other episode. I love it. Um everyone should watch it it's yeah, it's a quick show it. too so you don't have to like devote months to it but go watch it yeah
1: there's no excuses go watch the bear um liz movies, movies. we're jumping into we're movies here, everyone so i have seen a bunch of movies this year i've actually surprisingly i've seen more recent movies than shows i feel like mm-hmm. um so i'm excited to jump into this conversation but let's start with your number three of 2023
0: so far okay my number my third pick which i don't think either of you have seen is a good person
2: i've not seen it i have not seen that
0: okay well then i'll talk about it a little let's bit let's do it um so it's the newest uh zach braff movie who i am a big fan of zach braff's um i think he just does a really nice homage to his hometown of new jersey love it love it um and this film it's honestly uh it has florence Pugh in it morgan freeman And it just focuses on um, what – I don't want to really talk too much about the plot just because I think there is like a slight spoiler. I don't remember if it's in the trailer, so I don't really want to talk about it. But it focuses on grief, and it's pretty much um, the aftermath of a couple that breaks up after a very tragic thing happens to them and how uh, you kind of move on from when something tragic that – was maybe your fault happens and how do you come to terms with apologizing to people but maybe some people not accepting your apology too um and then also it comments um on addiction in a really nice way where it can happen to just anybody it doesn't necessarily happen to people that you think it can happen to anybody uh who's going through a tragic time in their life that uh just uses pills or even alcohol to numb themselves from pain how that can become a reliant in their lives uh it's very heavy but then also zach braff i think i think is a great writer where he doesn't just lean on the uh emotion too much he also throws in real life comedy so then it's like one second you're hysterically crying from the like emotional pain that you're going through, but then you're laughing at yourself because I'm, you're like, why? Like I, I have, like, what am I doing with my life? And then you can start laughing about that because you have to find laughter um, in pain. Also sometimes uh, it's a great cast, super funny. Um, and I think it's just a really overall good film.
1: I do want to see it. I'm, should. I, I love Florence Pugh. Yeah. I think she's great in, literally everything she does
0: her performance is i it's probably maybe one of my favorites of hers because i think she just gives it all to the camera and doesn't hold back um she cuts her hair on screen uh it's just really great she's she's a mess in like the best way
2: yeah zach any thoughts oh i was gonna say this has been on my list for a while too so um Especially the fact that it's a Jersey film and a great cast, Zach yeah. Raff. I'll definitely always get around to seeing his work. <laughs> his work. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so that's all I got to say. Obviously, my voice doesn't want me to say anything else. I think we should have a Cinema Wave movie night and <laughs> watch it together.
0: I'll rewatch it. I loved it. I think that'd be fun. Everybody should go see it.
1: I do. I do really want to say it. Okay, uh-um. so
0: moving on, what's your third
1: My film? number three is surprisingly a fourth installment in a film franchise and it is john wick chapter four is on either of your lists on my list. no. i did not get around to it yet. i haven't oh, seen it okay so i love when fight choreography is done really well <laughs> i just really i think we've appreciate talked it. about
0: this in a past episode maybe yeah
1: i just i don't know i i grew up my, i come from like a martial arts family mm-hmm. so i really respect like I remember at a young age I was watching like enter the dragon with like Bruce Lee. And it was like super influential <laughs> on my life. I know. Do you think it's funny, but I'm being dead serious. <laughs> I love it though. I think so. It's so... <laughs> with John Wick, with John Wick chapter four, and it was hyped up to be this like conclusion of his character, which I'm not going to go into whether it is or it isn't. Um, you should watch the movie and see for yourself. Keanu Reeves was able to make this story. Do you know anything about the John Wick movies?
0: uh i've actually never seen a single okay one. but do you know the so... storyline
1: like how this all starts no so basically he you start to see keanu reeves play this character of john wick based on a rampage that he has because these guys killed his dog okay and then it turns into this like epic spanning of just this uh society that he was a part of being an assassin and uh, this hotel that they stayed in and they employed these people to do all these things. Like it's, it's, it sounds like it's something that would be like not up your alley. Cause it's like <laughs> it's, cinematic university, but it's done in a way that is with so much respect and it's original. It's not something that is coming okay. from a previously adapted comic book. It's not like anything like that. So um, I didn't see the John, Wick, the first three John Wick movies in theaters. I actually binged them all a couple years ago. And then with this one, I was just excited because I'm like, oh, it's another John Wick movie. But there was something about, especially the choreography in this one and the gunplay and how they're able to use um, the story of John Wick's character and implement And Bill Skarsgård plays the villain.
0: Okay.
1: I think he's terrific. For you guys, if you don't know Bill Skarsgård, he's famously Pennywise in the It movies. Um, but I don't know. It's It's so... And, and in terms of like the below the line stuff like the lighting is incredible the again the camera work because camera work is so important to an action film right mm-hmm. so I just I don't know I love this movie um I think it's a big year for action movies like I love Mission Impossible as well it didn't make my list but um John Wick Chapter 4 is my
2: number three
0: okay Zach
2: so my number three is um Mission Impossible actually alright um and Kind of similar to John Wick, it is a franchise. This is the seventh movie, um, so I will say I I've seen a lot of franchises. I've like I've tried to sit through Fast and Furious. They're obviously <laughs> tanking now. Like I can. What are they on honestly. number ten? Number ten. Oh Jeez. yeah, and Fast just, X. Just oh god, pumping it. So I you know that's one of the franchises that is tanking. Um, but Mission Impossible has respectfully kept the bar very high every time. Um, Tom Cruise continuously outdoes himself somehow with his stunts. I mean, the guy literally drove a motorcycle off of a ramp, off of a cliff I Did see that and did a base jump. And then dude is out of his like, mind and, and he's 60 years old and yeah, he's doing crazy. this stuff. And for him to have that ability and he, for, I do I, like as a person, he is a little bit odd, but I think that, his respect and love for making movies and always setting the bar very high is what comes through in these films a lot Mm -hmm. too, because for the most part, this was like one of the better action movies that anyone could probably watch. There was a couple scenes that are a little far fetched towards the end with like the train falling off this bridge and you're like, okay, like that wouldn't happen, but everything else you're like, you know, they try and make it as original as possible and there's a lot of new things that they touch on with technology. There one of the central conflicts is the fact that this AI is a big threat to like, if it became self-aware or if it lost control, it could start overtaking things and bending the truth and stuff like that. So I thought that was interesting and it was very present in our day and age now, but, um, yeah, and then the whole team behind it. Simon Pegg has been in most of them now. Ving Ving Rhames has been in almost all of them, mm-hmm. and for all of the team to be going as strong as they do to get behind Tom Cruise for something like that, um, it always impresses me. And also, Haley Atwell was awesome. Oh, like she I love stole her. a lot of that movie. <laughs> awesome. And um, if you guys have seen the Captain America or anything with her in it for that reason too. i think
1: she's super underutilized like not in the movie i think she's yeah. great in the movie but she hasn't been in a lot since captain yeah. america i think she's a really great actress um the ensemble for mission impossible for me especially with the female leads i think is so strong like i think she's great i love rebecca ferguson like yeah she's so good in these movies uh vanessa kirby mm-hmm. who like i i awesome. think i discovered her from the crown she's so good in the crown yeah. uh and she's awesome in this movie as well um i really like this movie this movie was like right outside my top five so it's close to there's I have, I also have not seen it uh, aside morales. morales yeah
2: yeah he's been in a couple of other great films and um he's awesome as a villain in this very commanding presence and uh super versatile but uh yeah was that is that my last yeah that was your number three right that was my that was two th- three three. That, yeah, was three that was three, that was three. That was three. Okay. Yeah, yeah do you want to um, give us your two did did you guys do yours no but you,
1: <laughs> no. You, the camera's on you why don't we start oh, with you
0: um, are you not listening <laughs> <laughs> no i thought <let> you guys <laughs> do you guys want
1: to do all right we'll, we'll go we'll Zach go back to liz want he, needs to he needs a minute he needs a minute all right the
2: producer. The <laughs> all
1: right liz your number two my number
0: two which i know you guys haven't seen it yet um are you there god it's me margaret
1: no but i want to see it very badly. I've heard really good things. And one of the Safties is one of the leads. I was going
0: to say, I'm going to read off just some of, I mean, it's Rachel McAdams, Kathy Bates, Benny Safdie, but you know, who really carries this whole film is the young children actors who I I just feel like sometimes when it's a cast of kids, it can be very, it can turn into a kid's movie a little bit and Mm -hmm. just kind of geared only toward um, like seeing it with your family, with like your younger kids. I think this movie can be literally for anybody. Um, it's based off the Judy Bloom book, which I've actually never read, but my mom read it when she was growing up, and so I did see this movie with my mom. Oh, I love that. I know. Um, I love it. It's literally it's all about an eleven-year-old girl who moves from New York City to New Jersey. Whoa, I know, very Jersey centric. Very Jersey centric. Um. And it's just about her growing up and like going through puberty and like all the little intricate things and like nuances of growing up. Um, And it's like first kisses, first crushes, like having a friend and like learning if that friend is actually like a good friend to you, or if it's just somebody who's like need you around to have somebody. Um, And, Another part of the whole story is that um, it it focuses a little bit about um, her father is Jewish and then her mom is a Catholic and it's her growing up and her parents never put the pressure on her to decide, but now she's taking it on herself to be like, I need to figure out what it means to be Jewish, what it means to be like a Catholic and try to start decide for myself. And it's her, going through puberty while having all these conversations with like her grandma who is just, who's played by Kathy Bates and he kills it. She's so funny. Um, It's just a really heartfelt movie. And I think everybody should watch it.
1: I can't wait to see this movie. Cause I feel like it's in a genre that I think is very lost upon cinema right now, which mm-hmm. is coming of age. Yes. Cause I think true coming of age movies are so great and they're done so well. If, it's just focused on the right things, right? Yep. And it, it seems like the mature, the maturity themes and and growing up is uh, Abby Ryder Fortson is the lead, right? Yes. Yeah. So she and she's the little girl from the Ant Man movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is. I've heard her performance is so great in this movie. Um, it's incredible
0: because honestly, she, her character could, would have made or break broke this movie if they put somebody who wasn't so clear. Her performance is just she's so lost as a character but then her acting is so it, it's just spot on
2: awesome i want to see this movie i want to see it now too it's on my list so there you go the way you said it, it's yeah. also on my watch list oh, awesome.
1: Awesome. um my number two i have a feeling is a punt but it is past lives
0: please punt
2: we're gonna punt <laughs> it's a punt oh it's a oh. punt for both oh. this is fun <laughs> How this works out like all right so okay, zach, zach what is your number two you. uh spider-verse yeah, puns. Ooh, yeah. Okay. All right, so this is so funny how it this, worked yeah, out this right?
1: I like right. this. So let's talk about past lives then because there is a whole conversation as well. If you guys didn't know on our YouTube channel that me and uh, Michael had about uh, Across the Spider-Verse a spoiler conversation. Uh, so make sure you guys at least see the movie before you tune into that. Um, but past lives is this. We haven't talked about it We haven't yet. talked about it. We've all been waiting to talk about this movie.
0: This is my number one pick.
1: Yeah, it was hard for me yeah. to put it over across the spider-verse very tough like it was so close they're they're polar opposite movies
0: Literally. so <laughs> yeah like
1: completely completely different movies this is a very tender and personal story uh that is about this uh romantic three-person relationship throughout the years um it's an a24 picture mm-hmm. it is another film that um features a lot of south korean talent Greta lee Greta lee, Greta lee. Greta lee, is Nora. Greta lee. It's so good in this movie. T.O.U. is a uh, Jung Hai Song. Okay. A yeah. T.O.U. is also great. In it, but Greta Lee's performance is – there. there's so much emotion behind every single thing that she does. And it's not in your face. Nope. And it's so, like, real It's to the reality of who human beings are. So, I mean, that's the one thing I wanted to highlight in the very beginning. Greta Lee's performance, I think, is so – just it's like a portrait of life mm-hmm. and i don't know how else to explain it other than that but like maybe you have a better yeah liz
2: is like tap me in yeah, she's
1: just like just she's like i've been waiting for this moment this
0: is this is like my type of movie that i just live for and it's funny because like when i talk to some like people outside of like like culture wave about films They joke that like my favorite movies are things that like nothing happens, but everything happens. And this is one of those movies where it's very similar to Lost in Translation, if anyone's seen it, where it's just literally uh, paths that just cross at the wrong time in life and the aftermath. And it's just great conversations of breaking down what it means to be in somebody's life that you really love and care about, but you can't actually be with them um i just the acting is superb because they they don't push they don't they don't force themselves to re- reach these emotional heights and stakes that you would assume a film like this would um push and you never the Which then leads to the audience just forever holding on and thinking like, oh, my gosh, when is the breakdown going to happen? When are they just going to grab onto each other and just finally say, like, I love you. I don't love you. I can't be with you. I want to be with you. And they almost like never do in a way. It just is perfectly done where it's almost a suspense because it keeps you on the edge of your seat wanting them to get together but then being like no you can't be together like this isn't there's no way that this is actually going to work out Mm -hmm. um i also really love that they didn't uh i feel like a lot of movies like this can go the route of like well they're star-crossed lovers like they have to end up together to like give a good ending so the audience feels good walking away and i really appreciate movies and films that don't give the audience necessarily a good feeling in their stomach at the end i was gonna
1: say the one going back to part of what you said i think the thing that's really important and great about this movie is it showcases these moments and the modesty of what we all experience in our lives where at different points we could love people for different reasons Mm -hmm. at different times and it's something that's not explored enough in art and in terms of like especially cinema like we don't see it as much Like, again, it it feels like sometimes it's just like, we're always getting to that point where like, oh, it's a love triangle, but then there's one person that's always going to come out on top. And it's like, neither choice is the wrong choice when her character is trying to decide which direction Mm -hmm. to go in. And as human beings, we experience such like subtle emotions in ways that we can't express and this movie does it yeah times like a hundred and it's so well, especially for like a directorial debut, like Celine song, like it's perfect it's artistry perfect. to me. Well,
0: I also think it's great because she's um, actually a playwright. And so this, I think the reason that the story does so well is because um, she has that background of writing stories already and being able to show um, the timeline of a relationship. I just also love that she, okay, so like kind of how you said um, whenever there's like a a triangle love romance going on, somebody always ends up on top, and she didn't end it that way. She didn't end it with there being a winner. It ended almost with all of them having – being losers kind of at the end of it, which like, that's more of real life. Like you don't always, nobody ends up being the winner all the time because there's damage that happens. You end up breaking somebody's heart. It, you break your own heart along the way. Um, I loved everything about this film and I could go on for hours, but I won't. So Zach, what do you got? Um,
2: I was just going to add that the, like what you were saying is, um, The best part about this movie is the challenging of expectations, like going into a romance movie. You are expecting that forbidden lover to come in and just break up the marriage. That's kind of ailing. It's not doing, it's a little rocky. And then he's obviously like the meant to be star crossed lover. And you're expecting that big, like at the end, you're on the edge of your seat for something. And you would like there are very few romantic movies that have actually gotten that reaction out of people that haven't been cheesy, Mm -hmm. you know, so you're all you're just hoping that this is probably the last time this guy will see this woman and you want him to do something about like the fact that they haven't ended up together and the subtlety that they have of literally saying nothing for a shot that holds probably like two to three minutes. You're just waiting for this tension. You're like, say something, man, like say something. This is your moment. This is it. Like, this is it for you. And it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And for a spoiler. uh, (laughs) but So um, yeah, for something as strong in that past lives plays to its subtlety, it plays to its nature of, saying things without saying it, it, it show, it visually shows us their relationship throughout the years. There are other, um, sections of the film that, you know, they literally go their separate ways visually too. one guy goes up the stairs, the girl goes down or he goes down the stairs or she goes down the stairs. So there's like, there was a visual crossroad too that. They're both going to go their separate mm-hmm. ways. They're both going to go live in their separate countries. I also really liked how, um, the husband of Greta Lee was American. And Mm -hmm. that also played into his polar opposite persona that she was. And it showed more, he's like trying to learn Korean. He's trying to be more involved in her backstory, her raising and growing up. And he's definitely making an effort. He's not necessarily present all the time in their relationship, but um, you can see how, he's not the guy that's meant to be for her. Like yeah. the other guy is the perfect fit for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would also say like, if somebody isn't really familiar with um, foreign films or if they're trying to get into foreign films, this was a great movie that intertwines Korean culture mm-hmm. and American culture. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for something that has, and it's, it's bilingual too, cause it, it has yeah. Korean and American in it. And it was just a love story and i think that was another thing that was great and um i was actually talking to my friend about this but it's very similar to um car Wai wong's "In the move for love which mm-hmm. has been like another series of forbidden love yep. and um that story encapsulates this couple who have like this attraction to each other but they're not they they obviously are like, no, like we both have our spouses. They live across the hall from each other. And then they find out that their spouses have been cheating on them with oh, wow. each other's spouses. And then they are like, they, those two are out of the picture. And mm-hmm. then they're like, do we entertain this relationship? Mm-hmm. But we don't want to become like them. So they kind of become friends, but more than friends. And they just, they, there is so much tension in, in a movie like that yeah. too and i think that was definitely one of the inspirations for this movie but yeah um still past life hold, past lives holds its own in that way of subtlety the charm of it the charisma of it mm-hmm. and um challenging the expectations well
0: so. i also want to add one more thing that um they're just so smart with like naming it past lives because then something a theme that they keep talking about is a Korean phrase. I think it's, um, pronounced inyun, which, uh, essentially means like fate or destiny of whenever you meet somebody in your life, that, that means that you have met them either in your past life or you'll be meeting them in a future life. And so I don't want to spoil it, but, that wraps up in the end mm. in such a perfect way, which then leads you to think like they are meant to be together, but just not right now. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's a great film. That's heavy. enough for past lives. Otherwise, wow. we'll be here for like We
1: will. Hours. We'll be here for way too long. So Why
0: don't you guys talk about your number one pick? Zach, let's nerd out. Cause I have well, a- that
2: was my number one pick. Oh, past right. Past lives. Okay, it so then like- just well, me and Aaron. Zach are going to nerd out. It. No, Damn, but yeah, now, now we're, we're
1: nerd
0: out. Well, I haven't seen Spider-Verse, so I'm out of here. No, we got to talk to you
1: about this because... I know you're not a comic book fan or a comic book movie fan in particular. However, have you been hearing the rumblings about this movie? Yeah. You're not interested. <laughs> in that. It's like, no, not, I've been
0: hearing that it's like it's it's the best movie of the year. Some people are saying it might be the best film that they've ever seen. I
1: think that I wouldn't put it that far.
0: I don't I've been hearing some like incredible things. I think it's doesn't I th- it have it's very high on like Rotten Tomatoes yeah, right now. Michael right? and
1: I talk about in our review about how or we at least contemplate and pander, is this the greatest comic book movie of all time? Um, it's up there. I think it's up yeah. there. Uh, I, I go back and forth between that and Dark Knight because, again, it's there are two different tones, right? Mm-hmm. But there is such an emotional core to this movie and the animation just in general. Like If you're a fan of animation, you should do yourself a favor and see this movie because there are – 37 different animation styles mm-hmm. in this film. Do I
0: need to see the first Spider-Verse? You don't
1: you don't need to. I okay. don't think. Mike Michael just talks about bit. that.
2: Just just a just a little bit of elements, For, but and yeah. being familiar with the characters. Give yourself
1: bit. one of those YouTube movies and minutes watches. <laughs>
2: yeah. And
0: I feel like if I'm gonna commit to seeing Spider-Verse, I'm gonna watch both.
1: But I'm worried about the fact that if you watch the first movie and you don't like it, you're gonna be like, all right, well now I gotta go see the second one. <laughs>
2: Spider-verse was so You have so Miles good. Morales
1: next to you by the way. I know. You do. You do. He's right there. Across He's the down. Spider-verse is my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> it's Zach's second favorite movie of the year. This movie is so close to perfect for me. You think
0: it'll win me? Uh, best picture? <laughs> I don't
2: think it sh- I don't think it will.
0: You think it'll
2: get a nom? It should win best animation. It should definitely win best animated film. But I do think it should be nominated for best picture. Interesting.
0: The last
1: the last animated movie that was nominated for best picture was Toy Story three. No.
2: The last. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to fact. We're gonna fact check. We're gonna
1: fact check. But I'm pretty sure that was the last one. Pixar is on a cold streak. I haven't seen a lot of their movies recently. Um, (sighs) but across the Spider Verse again, like go check out the full spoiler conversation with Michael and I. But
0: it is Toy Story 3, okay. 2010. That's what
1: I thought. So, and especially that the Oscars now has like opened it back up to ten nominations. Like this movie is so great. It should it should be in there? No, I think like it, should it be is. In there. It is visually
2: like striking, and it it keeps you so entertained the whole time. The fact that they spent five years for like four or five years making this movie just an mm-hmm. animation is insane to me. I mean, and then everything stylistically you'll it's it's rare. You'll ever see a, a format, this clean cut and perfect and representative of a comic book. Um, and then, yeah, it was just so good that they had to adjust the letter book, letter boxed rate. Oh yes, Cause it was the it, number one film. On it, it got ever. such a high score that letterboxed had changed their ranking system to amount of watches or, there was some it's like, ripple, like, yeah highly, yeah all the film bros and all the film junkies were like there's no way bro <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like yeah maybe not the best overall like ever but it makes a i mean it's it is really good i mean i
1: love the first movie it's, so much yeah. and all right, i guess i, I think this movie it. is way better than the first
0: which one which i will say i think it's impressive it when is. a second um, film outweighs the first one.
1: But again, TV
0: series, I think is different. I think it gets better sometimes as it goes on, but films, I think usually the first one is the best. I
1: think there's so much care that was given to it because again, as Zach said, there were five years in between where they worked so hard on all the different animation stuff. And at least in terms of the last movie, we just covered past lives. There's like, again, very, very different movies. I would describe past lives as a portrait, right? Mm. It's this like beautiful hand-drawn Handworked piece of art that talks about and reflects humanity right this movie is like the definition of spectacle which a lot of yeah yeah which a lot of movies in the comic book vein like just unfortunately the way that cinema is in general right now a lot of movies can be defined under like spectacle or epic or all this yeah. stuff but this is the most well-done spectacle i think i've ever seen Okay, like because the dark knight to me is as even though it's a comic book film it's very like it's Nolan, you know, like it's done with, it's done differently. This is a movie that I would put up against any other comic book movie. And I would be like, nah, it's just in a different stratosphere to me. Okay. And I'm a big comic book movie fan. So.
2: Yeah, I, I would kind of agree with him. And I will say that there have been a lot of cheaper comic book movies that could have come out in the last couple of years. And this does not soil at all, like it, it. Everything is fire. It's another thing, like Succession. It's firing on all cylinders. It mm-hmm. has animation style. It has great music, a great soundtrack. <laughs> Quiet um, down over there, please. Yeah, <laughs> yo, yo, you talk. So sorry, <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's it just really encapsulates a lot of stuff that comic book people want to see. But it has really good story elements in it too and there's i don't know the the whole conversation is on our youtube page but (laughs) yeah yeah, there's really there's really not much else you could say but it is up there with all-time greats of comic book movies and then it just really shrouds itself in a lot of allure of um just being a great movie and